Welcome to the Further North Podcast, your weekly dose of the North Melbourne Footy Club. My name is Josh, and this is a fan-run podcast doing match previews, reviews, and everything north. Let's get it started. Welcome back to the Further North Podcast, everybody. Um, podcasting royalty, another one in the studio today. Admin number two from North Melbourne, closer to a flag. Welcome to the uh, the shindig here, the studio. Thanks for having me, Josh. It's a lovely studio you've got here. Thank you very much. Um, pretty bare bones around here. I did have to tidy up before you came in. I probably <laughs> should have vacuumed, but it's everything's okay. Uh, it looks great, mate. It looks great. Thank you. Um, I've heard you've got a you've got a quick shout out to give to somebody out there in the community. Yeah, usually people give shout-outs to mum and dad and friends and stuff, but I just want to give a quick shout-out to Kane Corns for um, his 119-point loss. Uh, it, was, it was great for him to really throw wind back the clock to that 07 granny. So mm. Do you reckon good, he got Vietnam-style flashbacks? Kane Corn played in a – what league did he play in? Do we know? Oh, it was a country league somewhere. It was that Carlton draft thing. But, um, ah, okay. Yeah, I just think, I just think you know, Kane, Kane's been pretty critical of a few – a few mm. North Melbourne performances lately. So I think we just give a quick shout out to his his yesterday. Yeah, and look, he knows uh, he can give the criticism, uh, but it's time to take the criticism. And clearly he didn't have any effect. I'm sure trying to run off half back uh, and not doing too much, to be honest. No, nah, no effect on the game at all, Kane, no. so lift. No effect on the game and no effect uh, on the media as well. Great job, Kane. Anyway, um, how are you feeling after the uh, after the game yesterday? Without getting into too much detail, which we'll get into soon, just the general feeling after sleeping sleeping on that performance. Uh, look, sad and happy is the overwhelming feeling. So two yeah. conflicting emotions. Mm. I think waking up today, though, it's 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 more happiness than sadness. I agree. We're the first team in AFL history, I think, to lose because of admin. So that's uh, <laughs> that's something we can really hang our hat on, but. No, I think every North fan will, will be thinking the same thing. It's yeah. overly positive, I think, yesterday's performance. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think we chatted before and is that the best performance we've put together for a couple of years, do you reckon? Even though it was a loss? I think so, yeah. Like mm. the Frio and West Coast, the Frio game close. They I were think. grubby though, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, it was a real scrappy, scrappy game. Yeah. Um, no, we were... We were excellent. It was just yeah. nice to watch a game and enjoy yeah. enjoy it. Like have, it was a fun. Yeah, we played a fun style, and we it did. was really nice to watch. Clearances, winning it out of the middle, and just transitioning the ball forwards was good. And it makes mm. me feel weird because I'm like, why? Why does that happen now? And I, and look, I I know there's no explanation for that, but I don't know. When was the last time you saw us kick into targets in the forward fifty? Oh, it was the late 90s, I think, for <laughs> yeah, sure. it was the late 90s. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dark times. Anyway, um, how do you feel about the interchange rule? And, you know, it's one of those ones where at the time you want to blame the umpires. Um, and, look, maybe we touched on the officiating uh, a little bit because uh, the free kicks were so lopsided, but it's on us, isn't it? Like, the, yeah, yeah, look, we've got no one to blame no. but ourselves for that one. I know at mm. the time everyone – you know, we say robbed and, and all that stuff, but yeah. it's a it's a black and white rule, right? They've counted to seventy five, we've gone to seventy six, and, and exactly. that's it. But of all the ways to lose a game, that's got to be the most North most Melbourne yeah. one ever. <laughs> yeah. Correct, yeah. correct. That really does sum us up. But look, uh, yeah, I think we have to focus on the positives for just the good performance taken up to a team. Yes, they're depleted with injuries, but you know, it doesn't matter what position a team's in at the moment if we 
get up on a team like that and play like that against any team, doesn't matter if they're top or bottom, there's no complaints from me. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Mm. All right. So let's go to the team lineup. We'll, we'll wind it back to Thursday night and we're going to go over the team lineup here. Let me just find it. All right. So in, we got Georgie Wardlaw. That was a very exciting one. A perfect timing after the uh, the Clarkson announcement through the week just to make us feel a little bit better. Yeah, it was really a perfect in, really. Mm. Uh, Coleman Jones, who wanted him in, though, not Your me. man. My man. Oh, yeah, he's my guy now, isn't he? Damn <laughs> it. Um, Tom Powell, Will Phillips, Eddie Ford, and Aaron Hall. Out goes your man, Jack Marnie, uh, Curtis Taylor, LDU, Darcy Tucker, Flynn Perez, and Cam Zerha. So what did you think of the the ins? Oh, look, I don't think you could really argue with any of the ins, really. Mm. Um, Aaron Hall? Aaron Hall's probably the one that you could... But there's probably not many more... Op- like, I we think don't we were really... Anything like that, Like, we? we were depleted, right? I think yeah. we would have only had five or six more players that could have come in, so... I'm trying to think of a guy off the top of my head that could have come in. Another one's Lockie Young, but he apparently was out with concussion for a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's probably the only one because y- you had Cunnington, but that's not really a like-for-like like swap. No. Um, Cunnington off halfback, though. Oh, I'm sure he could. Next he could week. do anything. Next week. Um, yeah, all the other ins. Obviously, George Wardlaw, incredibly exciting. Um, and boy, did he fit in well. But we'll, we'll touch on that later. Um, Coleman Jones, Powell, Phillips, Ford. Yeah, I didn't really have a problem either. I don't think – I think we're so depleted at the moment anyway that there's – in any position, not too much leeway no. either side. I think, I think I said on the preview podcast maybe Will Phillips can stay in the VFL and keep getting his form up because as far as I know he wasn't like tearing the VFL apart or no, anything not like that. No. Uh, and maybe wanted to see a Cunnington come back in, but hey, Will Phillips turned out to be a right on the day. Yeah, he did. Um, the outs. I mean, there's not too much to talk about because most of them are injuries. I guess the only ones to mention are Curtis Taylor. Um, it doesn't say Aiden Core on the outs here, but Aiden Core was definitely out. Uh, thank God. Aiden Core and Curtis Taylor. Give me your thoughts on those two. Yeah, look, I, I don't mind Curtis Taylor. He had a few good games early on in the season, but yeah. we were down in in Hobart last we were, weekend. We were. It wasn't his finest that was game. An absolute shocker of a performance. I, <laughs> said, I did. I did say to someone throughout the week, and I don't know if I mean this, but maybe it's the emotion. But I said, I, I think that's the worst performance from a player I've seen live. It was quite. It was quite. I think what what also didn't help his cause is he kept turning it over on the wing we were sitting on. So but we had a, we had a fr- we had a front row seat. To, yeah. To that, but I think he's just he just looked like someone that was a bit low on confidence. I think. Yeah. So he's I, he's got the talent. Mm, he does. But it's it's time to start showing it. And if we do a future podcast or in this podcast, go through the list a little bit. There's too many guys who should have been good a few years ago and haven't done it yet, and they're yeah. the players to rotate through. But yeah, um, and then Aiden Core. Well, our backline looked really solid yesterday. I thought so. Now, I I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but um, I think it's how many rounds are we in? Ten. It's been ten rounds. Yeah. I've been saying, let's not play Aiden Core anymore. Mm-hmm. Brett Rand's a smart man. He's a smart man. He's not coming back in next week. Do you think he's in next week? Well, if he is, I can't really see who he who he replaces from that team because it just seemed like our backline was mm. like there was no 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 need for yeah. No Still, need for I think our backline is definitely the weakest part of our team in that game. Yeah. But you're right. I I I don't think it would have been better if Aiden Call was there. No, I don't think so. Either. I think yeah. I think we just need to settle with this this team for a little bit with a few few minor changes with some young players switching yeah, around. Yeah, LDU's and Zerhas come back in. Yeah, for sure. But, but other than that, I think. 
it's 50-50 for most other guys. Yeah. Well, you've got to earn your spot anyway. Those two walk into the team every week as they should. But yep. Yep. yeah. Um, what do you think on – did you see Kane Corns talk about uh, Aiden Core and his contract and him being a bust of a deal? Yeah. He, what, uh, did, what were your thoughts on that? I don't think he's too far off, Kane, to be honest. I don't, I, I don't disagree. It, you've, got, you've got to admit when someone's right. I didn't realise he was on that much money. It does give Polek vibes. It does. Um, At least he's playing. Yeah. And <laughs> but he's I all, think that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, he is nearly 30 too, I think. He's late 20s, so I thought he was a lot younger as well. I think, yeah. So, look, yeah. you've got to admit when someone's right, and yeah. I think Kane might be onto something there actually. Yes, yeah, so it's very rare Kane Corns gets anything right, um, but he we'll give him half a point for that yeah. one. A broken clock is right twice a day, so <laughs> I guess we <laughs> yeah. can use that, use that expression. Very, very true. He did put Griffin Logue in that, and I just thought – that's just such a nut punch. like Incredibly harsh. You I don't need to. Griffin Logue's been fine, if not good, this year. Like, I think Griffin Logue has been so important to what we do. And, yeah, maybe sometimes he loses his head a little bit in the last few weeks. But his first month, five, six weeks, was, I thought, really good. Yeah, look, he's he's been good. And what what how many games he played for us? Nine? Yeah. I don't think you can judge a four-year contract nine games into it. No. A, and did it say 500,000? Like, Core was 700 and... and yeah, is that just oh, a guess or is, does I'm he know that? I'm not sure. I assume Kane Corns does no research whatsoever. No, so I assume fair. it's a guess. But um, if it is about 500,000... That seems fair. For a key position player who's 24, athletic, and wants to be there, I have zero issues with that i'm no. trying to find a negative in that no it's it's it, it yeah you're right it seems mm. fine it's not a big deal at all really anyway so they're the ins and outs um we're going to go to positives and negatives from the game now i did learn we're going to start with positives um because the first week i did this podcast i started with negatives and then we went to positives and i felt gross <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to fix that up um and I've done these in chronological order while I was writing, uh, while I was watching the game, I was writing these down as we go. Um, so my first positive I've got here, we handled uh, the Swans early dominance. Mm. So the first, I think Ratton said as well, the first 12 minutes, um, the Swans were all over us, yeah. absolutely all over us. And it looked like it was going to be another week of just absolute hell. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we didn't let them capitalize on their opportunities when they got them. And to, to shift the momentum is something we rarely, rarely do. So it was good to see a young group without experience like Zerhar and uh, LDU and that shift the momentum and we were in it at half to a quarter time. Yeah, it really had um, like David Noble style 40 to <laughs> zero first quarter. Um, so yeah, that was that was actually the now first thing I noticed. I'm getting Vietnam flashbacks like Kane Corns on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I noticed too. Like I think they were – Two goals, five before we scored, and I was a bit like, mm, this yeah. could get ugly. But it still says zero in all the columns. It yeah. was concerning. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like to 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 not get blown away from that start is mm. yeah, it's it's a it's, it's a big tick. Yeah, because l- last week that well, I guess we got to quarter time and looked in it last week, didn't we? But it just blows out so quickly. So yeah, to does. not let that happen at all was very good. Uh, my next point was, and this was uh, in the first quarter. Wardlaw looks clean, and clean is in capital letters there. Um, I hoped he would continue that throughout the game, and I think he did. He was fantastic. Um, but like I sort of mentioned on the podcast yesterday and we talked about before, there's certain players that have got it, and there's some that don't. And mm-hmm. you just know when a first gamer is around the ball that confidently he's got he's got what it takes. Yeah, like I think, yeah, we were talking before, he was going uh, – 
He's going against Luke Parker, which one of the mm. one of one of my favorite players yeah. actually for the last ten years. And yeah, yeah. he was he was keeping up with him. He mm. he didn't look out of place against Luke Parker. Didn't look his, small. Didn't look skinny. No, yeah. he didn't get, wasn't getting bowled over. It was mm. like you said, it was clean. So he has got it. Him and Sheasel have both got it. They do, don't they? Um, I thought the inside 50 entries were much better yeah. on our end this game. Definitely. And especially maybe second and third quarter. Um, it was definitely second when we sort of outplay it was started to outplay them. We were killing the clearances. And I guess a, a shout out, and we'll, we'll mention him a little bit later, but a shout out to Will Phillips in the middle um, for coming back in and doing what he did. We'll talk about him specifically after. But yeah, being able to win the ball and not just send that thing as long as humanly possible yeah. is... So nice to it's watch. It's a beauty to watch. And yeah. that's one of those things, like, if we turn it over while we're trying stuff like that, I can live with that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was really nice um, to, to see some lowering of the eyes, which, mm. yeah, we haven't seen for quite a while. And you just say before, which I didn't realise until you said it, um, there was a spread of goal kickers. Yeah, well. like, yeah. I think our max goal kicker was two. Look, yeah. Larky could have had more, actually, to be he honest. could have. Stupid Nick Larky. <laughs> I need it. Oh. It's it's too tight. The bet's too tight right now. Larky's ahead by one goal in my bet with my coworker, and Oscar Allen's got to play today, and yeah. he just kicks two every week. He does, he does. So wouldn't mind him rolling an ankle or something. Um, <laughs> but but um, no, Larky. It's weird seeing him. He, did you put one out in the full in the first? Qu- yeah, quarter? he did. He did. Look, he's he's probably one of the best, if not the best. They said he was going eighty percent. Yeah. So they look, put, and that does one miss doesn't mean he's gone. No, he's no. not Lindsay Thomas Yips. No, sort no. of stage. And yeah, I guess the good thing was he went back. I think with his next shot and drew it from fifty. So he put him put it behind him pretty uh, yeah. quickly. But yeah, like I guess the yeah Max. I think two goals was our leading scorer. So yep. Coleman Jones a few, Simkin. Larky a few, Simkin, Simkin a few. was really good. Yeah, I think that was his best game for yeah. us this year or one of the best. Yeah, and that was another point I've got here, um, which was that was, for me, a real captain's performance it and was. a response by Simkin as well. Yeah. Um, I think he faded a bit later in the game. Not bad by any means, but he was our best player in the first half, I think. And he was great out of the middle. He was clean with the ball. He wasn't blazing away. He, he kicked a couple of goals in the first half. I don't know. That's just – I just felt like that's leadership. Yeah, because I think you mentioned this in your um, podcast yesterday as well. Mm. He – yeah, he was up and about in that first quarter when we were sort of getting mm. getting a lot of pressure. He was the main reason I think we, we held on and yeah. he rallied – felt like his performance sort of rallied everybody. Yeah, like two goals, 28 touches. That's yeah. that's a seriously good game. So. It is. Well done. Well done, Jai. Well done, Jai. Um. The, and the, uh, the other point here is the youngsters are doing it. The youngsters did it yesterday. It wasn't, oh, uh, our best was Zeebel, Goldie, and maybe maybe a Sheasel. You know, it was Wardlaw and Sheasel and Phillips and Coleman Jones and, and all these guys, yeah. you know, even a Paul Curtis and, and guys like that. Bailey Scott, shout out to Bailey Scott. It's yeah. just the young the young guys did it. Yeah, that's what you love to see, right? Because, mm. yeah, it's there's nothing – What's what we've seen the last few weeks is we've lost by seventy points and Goldstein Zebu yeah. have been our best players, which is not what you want to see. But no. yeah, like you just said yesterday, I think all our best players were were young players, yeah. which is like four Eddie Ford as well. Just, Eddie yeah, Ford as well, absolutely. all the young guns, which is exactly what we want to be seeing at this stage of the season. Mm. Um, our tackles and our pressure. Now we, we I haven't seen us tackle and pressure like that. I maybe since the Frio game. Mm. Like, because our, our pressure was relentless then, but I don't know. I feel like that was our best pressure game 
for maybe even a couple of years as well. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I think – I don't know if it's the ward law. It could, could it be the ward law the impact ward law. of him attacking the footy and everyone sort of mm. lifting because of that? Because, mm. yeah, we – I've I've not seen that in no a long time. Yeah, probably since the Freo game, but I think it was even better than the Freo I game. I agree. I yeah. agree. Because that was, it was just scrappy, but this one was sort of like a, a high pressure and clean disposal game. Yeah, like they they don't really they didn't really easily get it out of their back line often. Like we mm. had, there was a lot of stoppages in our forward line, which yeah. I don't remember seeing for a long time. Yes. Yeah, holding it in the forward line. Yeah. Crazy. I forgot that you're allowed to do that in AFL. <laughs> um yeah, no, that was a brilliant so it was all around the ground too. Like Paul, I thought Paul Curtis, his pressure in the forward line was unreal. Yeah, yeah. He laid plenty of tackles. Wardlaw on debut, most tackles in the game with nine. Excellent. Oh, man. I love George Wardlaw. One, and, and he's only played one game. It already feels like he's been around forever. Have you ever f- fallen in love on a first date? Because <laughs> that's that's the vibes that's exactly I'm giving off vibes. right now. I'm, cling, I'm getting clingy. I'm getting clingy. Just don't message him straight away. Leave, leave it for a few days. At least. Oh, I messaged him straight after. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine, guys. Which is fine. Everything's fine. Um, clearances was another one. We killed mm. them in, at clearances, even just around the ground. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think the clearance stats suggest we dominated. But what I mean by that is... When they got a clearance, I didn't find them running away with the ball as no, cleanly. No. When we got a clearance, we could move it. And the thing I've harped on about all year is we run out of players when we need them. So if we get string a handball chain together under pressure, we always run out of players and we'll get tackled and turn the ball over. Mm. But it didn't happen yesterday. No, I think what what I noticed, at least for a few a few times, was um Phillips hands in the in the center bounces. Yes. A, lo- a lot of the times we get we win a hit out mm. um and we get the ball and we pump it as Send long it. as we can. Yesterday I think a few times Phillips would would get the ball and handball to someone on the outside who would be running yeah. inside 50 and use it well. So yeah, shout mm. out to shout out to Will Phillips. What what do you think like with tackles with pressure with clearances or like you know cleaner disposal out of a clearance? Why Why did that happen yesterday and not for the last seven weeks? That is an unbelievable question. I'm yeah. not entirely sure. Um, look, it could be could be due to the fact the Wardlaw effect sort of coming in and they've seen an yeah. 18-year-old first gamer and go, oh, this guy's, this guy's stepped up here. Maybe I, I, should, I should lift as well. The yeah. other thing it could also be too is maybe with LDU being out, they've sort of gone Someone's got like to step Phillips up. and Powell and... Um, Ford and all those guys. Guys who have been in the VFL who know that they this is their chance. Yeah, yeah. they've sort of gone, well, LDU's not here now, so mm. so maybe it's my time to sort of step up and yeah. maybe that, I don't know, this, that's, that's my that's my. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, you know, all the talk and all the headlines will be, oh, the galvanised is the word everyone likes to use mm. when Norse facing adversity with Clarkson and Brent Ratton, new coach bounce. And that stuff's nice for a headline. And the new coach bounce thing weirdly is real, even though, it physically isn't, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think people will play better just because of the Clarkson situation. No. Like no. you can do this every week. You don't need to be motivated. You shouldn't. You should, well, your paycheck should motivate you, but also getting to play AFL footy should motivate you. So, you know, every headline you see will be, oh, and, and every media, like sort of <clears throat> interview the players will do will be like, oh, we were really galvanised this week. We want to do it for Clarko, you know. Ratten came in and he really brought the group together and blah, blah, blah. I just don't think – I think that's nice to say and the politically correct answer, but I, I I, think you're right. I think a young guy like Wardlaw coming in 
and having an impact from the first bounce. Yeah. Imagine how many players who have been passengers looking at that go, this kid's 18 and look what he's doing around the footy. Yeah. I'm I, on the field with him. Mm. I got to step up. Yeah. I think that was the, I think that was the catalyst mm. really. Um, yeah. The first, the first game with the new coach thing. Don't know if there's some psychological thing there, but no. I think you're right. I think it's definitely the Wardlaw, the Wardlaw impact. LDU being out, a few players that have in and out of the team going. Hey, this is mm. this is probably my last, or not my last chance, but this is a big chance for me to show what I'm show what I'm made of. Was there a better balance around the midfield? Do you think? Obviously, you put Sheasel forward uh, as well, um, but I'm just trying to look at the ins and outs here and LDU and I guess Darcy Tucker. Just trying to think why it worked so well, why why it was so clean. I thought Jai was fantastic and Will Phillips was fantastic in there. Jai, Wardlaw and Phillips as a midfield three going forward. Mm. And then Greenwood coming in too. We, Greenwood we, was we good. love Greenwood. Admit, we do. Admit one's favourite. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And then also I noticed we had Scott and Ford on the wings for most of the mm, game and mm. both of them were – like their ball use, both of them was excellent, which yeah. we don't really see much, right? We usually see yeah. – the ball get on our wings and mm. that's it. See you yeah. later, turned over. So <laughs> yeah. goes back over. That was another good part as well. <clears throat> um, and my last positive point here was uh, look what we can do when we are confident. Mm. Like every player looked like they knew they were winning the ball. Yeah. And every player looked like they knew that they were going to be able to dispose cleanly of the ball. Mm-hmm. I've, I just, it's crazy the turnaround from last week to this week. Yeah. Polar opposite performance. Really. Polar opposite performance. And if they can go in with that confidence, I don't know. Look at what we could do. Like, I know it was against a depleted Swans team, but if we play like that against any team, I think we'll do pretty well. Yeah, look, that's all we want to see, right? If we if we lose by five or six goals to, you know, the Melbournes, the Collingwoods, no no harm, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's these games. It's just that performance, really. Like, results-wise, it will come if we keep playing like this. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's crazy what a little bit of confidence does and we were seeing targets being hit. Mm. Let's just hope that we can back it up yeah. the next few right. weeks. Well, is it Collingwood next week? It is Collingwood next week and we played our probably our best game against them yeah. last season, yeah, weirdly enough. True. So It's true. We're in their heads. Yeah, we're they, they know heads. we're coming. They know we're coming. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, you know, it's, there's a difference. And look, not not to point out individual players, but, you know, we're here to be honest as well. Last week when we were there... Instead of the ball dropping to Amani or to a Perez, someone who we think is going to butcher it, even what Curtis Taylor did last week, you know, think about all the spot incident instances around the ground where they were around the ball. Mm. Now you've got Ford and Wardlaw and we'll talk about Coleman Jones in a second, but like guys like that having impact who are just better and I feel like we've all known that they're better, but why haven't they been in earlier? Yeah, yeah, look, you're spot on, like, yeah, Ford Wardlaw coming in for yeah. those guys last week. Mm. I don't recall them turning the ball over one. Like no. I can't remember. An, they probably did, probably. but I can't remember. No, an it doesn't off the top stick of my out. Head. Like no. I could recall every one of Daniel Howe's turnovers this year. <laughs> you know, like the one he ran over the top of the ball in, against the Fremantle to get them keep, back within a few me, Keeps me up at night. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not over it. Um, we're just going to point out a few of my favourite players here, and then I think you've got some positives and things as well yeah yeah um but we'll chat about these plays individually um first one eddie ford um he just once again like wardlaw to me just looked like he fit yeah and he just did what he had to do he was clean he kicked a 
He kicked two goals. He, he kicked, or he kicked one? A, so he kicked a goal and had twenty one disposals. Like that's did he have twenty one disposals. He did, yeah, he that. did, yeah. So mm. big, yeah, big performance. I wasn't expecting a performance that good, to be no, honest. No, but, but it's it's looking comfortable around the ball, and we just did. Yeah, and, and so did he. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Again, I don't recall the turn. Maybe there was one turnover. I think in the first maybe. quarter. Yeah, but maybe twenty one disposals. Look, you're allowed to have. Yeah, you're allowed to have two or three turnovers, and it depends that. how you turn the ball over. Yeah, that's as well. the other thing. Yeah, like. You know, the the other thing I've noticed us do a, a little bit in the last few weeks is Aaron Hall did this yesterday and Jaden Stevenson does this every now and then where they get the ball and they think they're clear and they they try to run and break the game open. Mm. But there's more players around them and are, are they not getting communicated to or are they just a little bit absent-minded as to where the opposition players are yeah. and they're getting run down a lot? but. You know, making those little mistakes that lead to turnovers, the bunch of new players we had in this week didn't do that. No, correct. It's um, really exciting. Paul Curtis, what did you think of him? Oh, I love Goal that. of the year? I love that. Oh, look, second, I reckon Ashcroft's strangely yeah. is the best goal I've seen this year. But okay. Jeez, Paul Curtis would have won it every other year just about. I he was on the ground when he picked yeah. up that ball. Double he was f- on his back. Double fend off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, double fend off. It's definitely coming top three. I think if enough North fans can... Uh, Infiltrate the, the voting system. We can, uh, we can maybe yeah, get it. If anyone's into cybersecurity or knows code, um, please message the podcast and we'll see if we can get you to crack into the Pentagon at AFL HQ or something like let's that. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. We've got nothing else to hope for this season, yeah, so we may as well do something. this. Um, but his pre- Paul Curtis's pressure was 10 out of 10. That's what we wanted to see from him. I'm surprised he didn't go into the midfield a bit more like he did against Port, mm. but I guess we didn't need him to because we were doing well. Nah, he's such a good target up forward too. Like he's mm. a pretty strong mark, good yep. along the ground, good at tackling. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, he, he'll um, he'll have a few three or four goal games. Yeah. He did another – had another snap from a, a very non-tight mm. angle and missed it again. Um, would it was love better him. than last week's. Last well, week's last week, at least we got one point yeah, for, yeah. for this one, which baby was steps, nice. Baby steps, baby um, steps. But, you know, I think she's all kicking that drop punt as well near the end of the game and hitting the inside of the post. Yeah, that's just unlucky, isn't it? I, I love I love that he went for a drop. That's old school. Yeah. That's old school by she's. Paul Curtis, that's enough flashy stuff, mate. Just kick a drop punt, keep, sir. Keep it simple. You're a left footer. Mm. Widen the act. Do buddy style. Run out a little bit and hook that thing back in. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. You played well, Paul Curtis. Yeah, that's not a job, criticism. Paul. CCJ. Should I just talk about him because he's my guy or do you want to talk about he him? He is your guy. I'll, I'll just quickly shout out to him. Look, that was exactly the player we need in the yeah, team. 100%. Th- like how many times yesterday did we kick it onto the wing and he, he would either mark it, bring it to ground, mm. and then if he did mark it, he wasn't kicking it long to, yeah. you know, a small play. He was kicking it to Goldstein. He was kicking it to Larkin. There was a couple of bad turnovers in the first quarter. He, yeah, he kicked look, one back short and it got turned over. But that's not his game, right? He, that's he, not he, his he, game. Yeah, yeah. But at least he's trying to hit somebody or spread it to someone who's going to make a bigger impact. Yeah, look, we can, uh, in my mind, we can live with, if, if we're yeah. trying to do something positive and we turn it over, I can live with that to yes. an extent. It's the bombing to no one yeah, that, 100%. That, that drives me crazy. So, mm. well, yeah, that was, that was a really good performance from CCJ. I'm going to have a little bit of time with me and CCJ for a second, if that's okay. You nah, just nah, set, he, take a step out. He's your man. I'll go get a drink. Don't don't talk about my man like that, all right? Uh, I love CCJ. He's he's a throwback player for me of what exactly what I want to see in a big, tall, key position player. Mm. Um, we lack so much key position depth and, you know, what he, could, what he sort of showed at Richmond, I wanted him to bring over to North. What, a, what another, like... Oh, a little side note, people criticise Norse recruiting and things a lot, but 
getting rid of Horn Francis for Wardlaw, what Wardlaw and Shees will look like, plus their pick this year, and getting rid of Robbie Tarrant for like a CCJ and a Paul Curtis, what I think they can sort of turn into. Mm. I think they should be credited for those trades and deals as well because Robbie Tarrant's barely played for Richmond. Yeah, and and the other the other thing is we could have been stubborn and mm. kept Horn Francis this year, and he would have walked at the end of the season for yeah, nothing. So exactly. Credit to Brady. Brady. Yeah, he's Brady. done He's done a great job with getting a Sheasel and Wardlaw. Um, I love a big marking forward. I love it. And Larky is in that. I love Nick Larky. But if, if we can stick Coleman Jones in that forward line and just get him to take clunks and kick a few a week, that's that's my favourite player. Yeah, if it, look, two goals, 15 touches. If he does that every week, that's, yeah, that's exactly that's all you what need we to need, do. right? Take some marks on the wing so it's not just Goldie every single week and then be able to push forward – like go pinch hit in the ruck a little bit to give Goldie a spell. Yeah, I, I'm worried for our ruck stock next year. Like I, I, I think I said last time I need to see it from Jerry first. Like yeah, he's got he's got potential apparently, and and that's really good. And he's had two good preseasons in a row, and that's great. But he hasn't played. Yeah, it would have been. It was really unfortunate for him to get injured so early. It would have been good to see him have three I or know, four I games. Agree. Yeah, so I agree. But so I, wait and see. But you're right. It's, it's, it's yeah, a, it's recruiting. A Recruiting a ruck or something like that in the in the off season, even just go and get a ruck, like a second ruckman off a good team, mm. um, to be our guy while the like a Jerry comes on, I think would be a really good idea. Just a solid option. Not a guy who can be the best ruck in the league. You're not going to get that without paying for it, but something solid. But I like Coleman Jones in that second ruckman, key yeah. forward with Larky, and you know Charlie Combin is injured at the moment. And I did say on the podcast yesterday, if Combin is fit, I don't want Combin Jones going out of that team and bringing Charlie Combin in. No. And can Combin – because I think I think Combin Jones looks like a much better marking forward and a kick at goal compared to Combin, who his thing is his athleticism and his, he was, his pressure on the ball was unreal. Yeah. But playing that Mason Wood role on the wing where he can push back, create a contest, push forward, maybe kick a couple – I don't know. Did we play Jared Waite on the wing a little bit when he played for us or am I just imagining that? I think he did. Oh, God, I love Jared Waite. Because remember Matthew Richardson did that yeah. like late in his career? I think even Rory Lobb is doing it now with Bulldogs. Not that, really? not that that's someone we should base base our game around. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be a tricky one, isn't it? Because I love Combin. And he, I, I love Combin. He was on the the precipice of kicking yeah, four I know, or five I goal agree. game too before he got injured. So. Mm. It'd be interesting to see how we go. Because I don't, I don't want to play with three talls, just like I don't want to play with three uh, in the forward line as I, as I do in the back line. Yeah, they'll right? just get in each other's so way, right? Exactly. It looked it looked so much more balanced with Aiden Core out of this team. And as Aiden Core coming in to like cover someone if there's an injury, it's fine, okay? Not for the money he's getting, but it's it's fine. Yep. And not that I want Charlie Combin to, to be that guy who comes in if there's an injury because he's got potential to be a really good player, but... I don't want to see Combin, Larky, and CCJ in that forward line, but I want all of them to play. Yeah, so someone's got to find a... Someone's got to find another role. And I think Combin, with his athleticism, uh, I think he's a good decision maker and he attacks the footy relentlessly. Get on that wing. I don't know. You heard it here first. On the first I'll tell you what, you're going to be real smug if he lines up on the wing next to... Uh, oh, when you he think I'm going in. off about Coleman Jones? Unbelievable. <laughs> you won't hear the end of this. You'll never come on the podcast again, <laughs> which is fair. Um, let's talk about Wardlaw. Let's just... Let's just do some Wardlaw love. Ah, oh, that was just so exciting. And I'm. Uh, this is the the first thing I thought of when I saw him playing. I don't know if it's because he was lining up against him, but he looked like Luke Parker. Mm. He attacked the ball, was clean. Yeah. Look, he had a shot at goal, which maybe in a few in a few games after a bit of bit of first nerves, game he kicks nerves. that. Yeah. 
That if he was if he if he was kicking that on the run, that goes through the middle. Correct, yeah. correct. And you don't have time to think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, the other one was on the boundary setting up Goldstein. Like, oh yeah, we don't have any players or many players in our team that can have the composure to keep it in and hit a target in the same. And it led to a goal too. So yeah, first game, eighteen years old. He's got it. That's it's what crazy. I'm saying right now. It's crazy. I was doing VCE exams when I was eighteen. And this guy's <laughs> ripping it up in the. <laughs> Ripping it up at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, the home of football, Marvel Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Cop that MCC members. Um, yeah, he he just looked fantastic. And it sucks that we lost the game how we did because otherwise everyone would be talking about Wardlaw. And he's, I think I said his stats don't jump off the page, maybe just touches-wise. Mm. But it's what he did with – it felt like he had double the amount of disposals it said. It did, Just yeah. because how impactful every time he was around the ball, something happened that was positive for North. Yeah, spot on. And like you'd rather see a 16, I think he had 16, 17 disposals, yeah, was, nine yeah. tackles. Yeah. Um, his efficiency would have been really high too, rather than a, you know, mm. he gets 30 because he's chipped it around the back line yeah. heaps. So he was seriously exciting and can't wait to see what he do, does yeah, for the rest the, of the year. There's that floor of like, you know, he's not fumbling over the ball and tripping over and going and like no. letting someone run away with it. Like he'll at least keep it in front of him yep. and bring it to ground and form a contest. Yep. It's unlike ex- some other players. It's exactly, it's exactly the player we need long term. Harry Sheasel in the forward line. What'd you think? Exciting. Very I've, exciting, wasn't I've it? I've been looking forward to this for a long time and I, I understand why we played him defence yeah, at I the do start too. of the year. It's just to you don't I feel want like to that's throw made him so comfortable though. Correct. Yeah. That, that, I, I said this um mm. I said this a while back that if you bring Sheasel in as a pick two and you chuck him forward in a team that's not great and he, he has a few down weeks, his confidence will just not get deplete. Yeah. But instead we we threw him back, gave him the ball. Mm. Like in that Frio game, he basically won us the game really yeah. in his second game. Yeah. And now we can throw him forward and what did he have? Two two goals and could have kicked four. He could have kicked, kicked four, four which is crazy it. to think. Yeah, but that one off the post, man. I, I, I was up off my chair as well. Yeah, the commentators really sold us there because they oh. were – and you can tell, like, the amount of people that come in, like the amount of kids that come into the barbershop on the weekends and talk about Harry Sheasel, mm. you know that players are the things that get people talking, not the clubs, right? Yep. So people talk about Richmond because of Dustin Martin. Mm. And this this guy seems like someone who's already so popular with the kids and everything. He's going to be like a – I'm not saying a generational player – on the field, which I'm sure he can be, but just he seems to be a player that people are gravitating towards too. Yeah, he almost gives like NBA, like franchise player vibes. Like yes, when yeah. you get that player that... The web and armor of the AFL, you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit smaller. <laughs> what a hot take. <laughs> a little bit smaller. That's, the first, little bit smaller. <laughs> that's <laughs> the first comparison between those two ever, surely. Won't but, be the last. Yeah. Won't be the last. But yeah, that, that he, he looks like that type of player that we can just base our team mm. around. And yeah. Once again, so clean with the ball though. And this is the other thing where... You know, your Marnies and your Taylors and that sort of stuff uh, maybe haven't hit the heights of where they should mm. have by now when drafted. When these guys come in and under 10 games, or one for Wardlaw and 10 for Sheasel, they just look so clean with the ball. It's, How do we not have more players who can do that? Yeah, it's it's exciting. It's, uh, the, the bit that's exciting about that is it. You just touched on then ten games he's only played. It genuinely yeah. he's playing like imagine how good he's going to be when he's played a hundred. Like oh it's, man, it's wild. It's yeah. yeah, stick him in that half forward line. Yeah, midfield. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. We got a lot of players now that can go wing and half forward, don't we? Yeah, we've got a lot of versatility there now because mm. yeah, Ford I thought was a forward pocket, but he played in the wing yesterday. Yeah, Curtis Taylor does that too. Yeah, like when if he can be good enough, um, which we hope he is, of course. Um, Jack Zebel, uh, I thought he was just the most classic. 
2023 Jack's evil game you'll ever see. Just commanding the defence. This could be his best season mm. since like the mid, like the, those 2014, 15, 16 years. This is the best season he's yeah. had in a long time. And yeah, yeah he's been excellent for us. He has. Uh, the, I just, he marks everything. Yeah, he doesn't turn the ball. Hot take, but I think he's leading our best and fairest at this stage of the season. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you might be right. Him or Sheasel. Yeah. yeah. It has to be him or Sheasel. I think I, think I might have talked to Marnie about it last week on the podcast, but, you know, it's going to be either at this stage, Sheasel or Jack Sieber winning our best and fairest, and they're both on completely other ends of the spectrum yeah, age-wise. Yeah. yeah. And I would love for an L- – and look, I think LDU might have been leading it if he was healthy, mm. but you want your LDUs, your Zerhars, your Larkies to be leading this thing. Yeah. Um, but, hey, like we said with Wardlaw coming in, if the young guys are doing it and you've played in the league six more years – you should feel embarrassed by that and it's time to step up. But yeah. then you'll be able to see who's got it and who's, who doesn't. Yeah, we'll see how it goes the next few weeks when Sheasel and Wardlaw and Ford and all those guys, if yeah. they keep lifting, I think it'll lift everyone else as well. Uh, will Phillips, you've got some uh, good thoughts on this game from Will Phillips, so hit me. That was his best game, I think, in a long oh, – ever, actually. I'd say it's his best game I've seen. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, the one thing I, I noticed for sure is a lot of the times from our midfield, we – except when LDU bursts out of the pack – Mm. Other than that, we generally get the ball from a hit out um, and we boot thing. it and yeah. that, that's it. But I noticed yesterday, I think Phillips had – he only had two or three kicks, but he had mostly handballs. But every yeah. time he would handball to someone, someone in space past, and, yeah. and, yeah, he was hard at it. So if he keeps that up, that's exactly what we want to I think see, Will right? Phillips should strap his head up Joel Selwood style just every game. Yeah, maybe that's what it was, yeah. the, the warrior the warrior yeah. headband. It's like a, the Kyle LeBron face mask, you know. Uh, we, love Mello. An, we, we love an NBA uh, shout-out yeah, yeah, there you go. Who there? Hoodie Mello was another one as well. Um, headband uh, Headband Phillips. Yeah, Headband Phillips. The headband it's Thrill. Get that's that trending. What we'll call it. Yeah, get that trending. Yeah, that eyebrow is going to start bleeding every single game now, and yeah. that's what I want to see from him. Um, and the last one was Bailey Scott. Uh, that that was – look, I know you love Bailey Scott. I love, I love Bailey, Bailey Scott, Scott too. He plays that wing role perfectly. He runs I thought he was really down. good last week. He, he was. He was yeah. really good. Last, he's, he, look, to be honest, I don't think he's really played. He's had a few quiet games. people got very critical of him in, over the last month, and I've said every time on this podcast that the criticism for, you know, Bailey Scott and Paul Curtis was another one. Maybe, you know, maybe I like them and uh, more than I maybe should and, and don't criticise them enough, but I don't think they've ever had games so poor. It's drop-worthy, maybe with the talent that I think they have shown. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah, Bailey Scott, I think he was probably best on ground yesterday, or yeah. if not second best on ground. Very close to. Um, yeah, look, he just stays in the team, right? He's, he's yeah. come third in our best and fairest yeah. last year. He, yeah, um, yeah 33 touches, a, a good goal as well. I don't remember him ever turning the ball over. No. And he could just run and run, Runs run all day. day. Like, even the last quarter, he was still running up and down. So, yep. yeah, he was... Probably top top two, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Arguably best player on ground. Well, that's another one uh, that we'll get to after. We, we'll do the negatives in a second as well. Um, we'll skip over those. We don't want to bring the mood down too much. <laughs> but um, there's five players who need votes for the Sean Atley Club champ this week. Ooh. And I need you to help me pick who's who. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, some negatives then. I think um, poor turnovers leaving the back line uh, in, the, in the first quarter especially. Mm. Um, after that, I don't think we were too bad, but just generally those things crept into the game a little bit. I think exiting the back line is our biggest weakness right now. I think yeah. defensively that's our weakest part of the ground. Um, and we don't seem to be able to get it out 
super easily. It started flowing later in the game, but, you know, that's not going to happen week in, week out. Yeah, look, that's just something that I guess we'll just we'll need to build on a little bit. But we did settle a little bit in that last quarter, especially because Mackay sort of um, yeah got on top of Franklin. But you're right, in that first quarter, it was a, it was a real nervy start. But mm. credit to us, we didn't. Keep and just, it that way. Yeah, and just the, some disposal, like some poor disposal still. But I think, look, it, it's it's age-wise and experience-wise for the team. Um, there's times that I just think you need to make that handball, you need to make that kick. Mm. Even switching the play and kicking it out to the wing and just not getting it close enough to the guy to be able to have the advantage to run forward into an open space. Yeah. Look, they're little things to tighten up, and I guess there's nothing major as long as we can improve it. If it... If it doesn't improve, that's a major flaw from a very simple footballing act. But, yep. yeah, I just think some of the disposal maybe was a little bit poor, but not as poor as the week's gone by. Um, players out the back once again. We still do this thing, and not as much. I think the St. Kilda game, we handled it very well. Um, the Port game, actually, despite they still kicked so many goals, but we didn't let those players like Danaher got out the back all the time mm. in the uh, Brisbane game. And when we were at Good Friday... Um, Harry Mackay or, or Kerno were about 15 metres clear in the yeah, forward line yeah. of their defenders who seemed to push up into the midfield. Mm. Um, I think that that crept into the game a little bit. There was two or three goals that were kicked like that still, yeah. just from trying to transition fast through the midfield, a turnover, bang, over our heads, and there's someone in 15 metres of space. Yeah, that just I guess that just goes back to your first point, those turnovers. It It's slingshot. In a mm. way, it's you live by the sword. Sort do you of think that's the game plan we're trying to play? Or what do you think is the purpose of pushing the defenders up off their players? Because that can't be a thing they're just doing. They've done it for weeks and weeks and weeks now. It has to be a coach instruction. I think. Look, I'm not a I'm not a tactical expert by any stretch. Could have fooled me, mate. <laughs> Could have fooled me. Um, but I think we noticed it a little bit when we actually locked the ball inside our fifty in mm. the second half a lot. They were burning it out under pressure, and we you had we had Zebul set up. We had Mackay. I think Zebul Mackay pushed up a little. Mackay bit. got a couple of intercepts on the wing as well. Yeah. You know what? You you are a tactical expert because <laughs> you've just proven it to me why we do that and why we're trying to do that. And the only thing that kills that is when we turn it over so quickly. unforced error. So yeah. in two years' time, we, we hopefully I guess mm. this is the vision yeah. is we have a lot we're a lot calmer, a lot more confident, yeah. better ball use, and we see. The over the back maybe once yeah. or twice a game. Because instead of getting – and I think Zebel was the one f- the furthest back um, by completely by himself in the back 50 or mm. the back half of the ground, sorry, when we were locking in in sort of forward pocket half forward and you can see the setup and Mackay and Logue are sort of, you know, manning up on Buddy and whatnot and trying to intercept Mark. But Zebel's that one that like floats yeah. in between those two is completely free. So, yeah, that's actually – that's a good point. I think, you, you know – Hopefully in the future, if we can hold the ball more, we'll retain possession on the wing instead of retaining it back in our back pocket. Yeah, correct. Yeah, mm. correct. All right, next point here. I've lost my lost my place. Um, we have an issue with our key defenders. Mm. Now, I wrote this in the first quarter um, when I think they were both pretty poor. Uh, I really like Griffin Logue, but Griffin Logue wasn't working on Buddy at all. No. Um, then when they made the switch, I think it was really good. In an ideal world, if you just asked me a few weeks ago, I would much rather Mackay play on their key forward and Mackay um, Logue play on their key forward and Mackay float around the back line and intercept Mark. Yep. But for that particular matchup, that didn't work at all. And I thought Mackay was pretty poor in the first quarter, yeah. maybe first half as well. Um, and that's that's a little bit worrying when I think Mackay and Logue are so talented or, or should be at least really solid. Mm. Um, yeah, 
am I sold on those two yet? No, but I should be. Mm. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, look, Mackay, it's a, it's a tough one because... As a duo, though, like... Oh, as a duo, yeah, look. Yeah. I'm just hoping it's one of those things where it takes some time for them to learn each other's game and they bounce off each other. I think the second half they played a lot I better. I agree, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I, I think mm. the whole time they've been playing together, Core's been in there too. So that was probably their first game where it was Getting just... in the, the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first game they've just played as a two sort of thing. It, we're so Possibly. much quicker when Core's not in... And it's not even just about Aiden Core. It's just like we're so much quicker when there's not a third tall lumbering around there. Yeah. Zebul's basically a tall and a smaller guy's body. He's yeah. not going to be running it off half back. Miller Bergman's clean, but he's not quick. No. And then when Sheezel's down there, I mean, he's sort of that run off half back, but we don't always want Sheezel down there. Who Hopefully Goda can come in and play that sort of role. Yeah, I was just going to say. Has Goda got that potential to be great like maybe he does he's very young and i hope he's really good mm. but i don't know if we're not gonna if we're gonna play three tolls i just it hasn't we haven't transitioned off that back line well I no think. I, don't, I think look you said this a few weeks ago and i was last on the podcast mm. um i think yeah the three tolls that's gone i think yeah. it, it doesn't we've seen enough now there's been what eight or nine games probably where we've seen that hasn't yeah. worked well at all i don't no. think um and, yeah, all we need now is – because Sheasel's got to be half forward, right? He's got to be that guy. Look, I wouldn't be upset if they push him back in a game. I think in games where we could win, you know, sort of mid-tier to low-tier teams, if we've got a shot, put him forward. Um, but if we're going up against a Collingwood next week yeah. and by quarter time where we're getting absolutely thumped, you put him back to get his hands on the footy. Yeah, that that's true. Well, that's the beauty of a player like that is you yeah, throw yeah. him forward and back and it, it mm. works either way. But, yeah, I think – Goda's the one that needs to come in for Hall, play that Hall role eventually. Does Lockie Young exist anymore? I love Lockie Young. Um, yeah. I was very critical of Lockie Young last year, but I think back half of the year he played all right. He did, yeah. Why do you think he's not getting a game? Oh, I think he's got. I think he's actually out with concussion at the moment. That's the first the first thing. But I don't – he's not that drive-off halfback type of guy. He's more mm. of a – I don't really know where he would fit in in the back line. He could come in for core, actually. That would be a good, like, as the third third yeah. defender type player. Yeah, because I don't think, and another point I haven't really got here as a negative, but maybe we talk about him a little bit, is Luke McDonald. And I just don't, I don't see, we don't have a lockdown defender. Like, mm. I don't feel like Luke McDonald is very good at playing on a Charlie Cameron or someone like that to try and limit them. No. I think he's a really hard of the ball. He's tough. He's a good intercept mark. And when he wants to kick it to a player, I think he's very good. Um, but yesterday, every time he got the ball, I'm pretty sure he kicked it as a torp just yeah. to get it away from things. And that, that that's an old habit that I don't want. Sometimes you have to get rid of it. And, yeah. I, and I absolutely understand that. But I'm not sure exactly. I don't think he should be dropped. I, he's, he's important. He's too good to be dropped, right? And I don't think his performances have warranted a dropping. But more, more what I'm saying is... I, I'm. We've got a lot of players in our defence who can do multiple things okay, but aren't a, a, you know aren't a master of anything. Yeah, jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah, thing, master yeah. of none. That's what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me. Uh, <laughs> you can pick up what I'm putting down. Uh, but what do you think he's there to to do? Like Zebul and him play a similar role to me, where they'll float, they'll intercept, and they'll try and dispose of the ball. Except Zebul kicks it to our players, and McDonald sends it up with a torp. Yeah. And then we've got three bigs back there usually with core. 
Logue and Mackay and then one other guy in our defence. I know the midfielders push back and all that sort of stuff, but I just don't fully see where McDonald fits in. Like maybe him going on a wing or something like that or maybe even try him in the midfield. Like, I don't know. I... I'm very lost on McDonald at the moment because I think he's play, he's incredibly neutral this season. Yeah, he's had a couple of standout games. Am I? Is this fair? Do you no, think? No, I, th- I think you're right because yesterday, going through the the positive players list, he wasn't in my negatives for sure, and he wasn't no, in my positives would, either. No. He was just like you said, very neutral. Yeah. So maybe a role a role switch up, but then our wings were so good yesterday that I know I don't, I don't I know, know where you'd put him, but no, I think last year he was. He was one of our best players. Absolutely, and he absolutely. seemed like he was playing a similar role. So I, maybe yeah, it's just I just the, do you have confidence he can lock down a, a good small forward? Because mm. I don't. I don't. He doesn't have the pace to follow, like you said, no. a Cameron or the a, lateral quickness as well. I think he gets danced around very easy. Mm. It's not his fault. Like you know, he's 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 what he is. But he's very similar to other players we've got, and the maybe the diversity isn't there. Like. Is a Jackson Archer a guy in the future that can come and play on a lockdown, a guy like that? He's younger, he's a bit quicker. Mm. You, you can still develop him athletically. Um, I don't know. I'm just throwing out things at the top of my head. Yeah, here, I, I, to be honest, it's it's a tough one. Um, he plays that third man floating across role really well. But in terms I feel like of... Zebul does that too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, so it's... Not that you need one player to do... Th- one thing and then no one else does it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like I said, I'm not being not trying to be critical of McDonald. I'm not saying he's good. I'm not saying he's bad. Um, I think he's maybe better than he is not good. Like yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. a good player and if not he's better, you know, he's probably like a seven, six, seven out of ten every week. But yeah, I think I'm maybe just a little bit lost on his role or what he what he's doing back there because I feel like he should be the guy to stick on you know a small forward like a Charlie Cameron or or whoever because I because I pick it or whatever his name is. And um I don't know if I'd trust him doing that. No, it's, yeah. It's so a what good, else does he bring maybe is the... It's a good point because I actually think he's a really good kick. Well, like he said, when he wants when to be. He, when he's got the time to yeah. kick. And I guess playing in that defence, you're always under pressure. Yeah, right? that, that's the other thing, right? He's so, probably been so used to being under pressure all the time that he mm. he just hoofs it out of there. But yeah, yeah, I would like to see... I don't know, maybe a role change in some way, but what yeah. that is, I'm not sure. But if it doesn't change, I'm not unhappy with it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's just a very neutral. He's, he's fine, but I'd like to see him impact the games a little bit more. Mm. But he's a hard nut and he'll, he'll get stuck. Yeah, in. yeah. Yep. Anyway, that wasn't even a point on here. Do we want to touch on umpiring? Do we want to talk about that even even briefly? Like, I, I think I said yesterday, I know every player or every player, every fan thinks the umpires are against their team. And then nine times out of 10, you go and look at the free kicks and it's 23 to 24. Mm. Um, but there was nearly a 10 free kick, uh, 10 free kicks difference between the tallies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. And it just felt they we'd always get very soft free kicks paid against us. Um, but it wasn't going back the other way, especially when we were getting momentum to kill our momentum. Yeah, there was two big ones that I noticed that really annoyed me. So I think Paul Curtis marked the ball 10 metres out, used his body well and free kick was given against. Yeah. The ball goes up. I don't know if this was the same play, but in my head it is. Mm. Ball goes up the other end, Liam Shields holding the ball for, oh, sh- for yes. sure. Zeeble boots it out, they kick a goal from it. So yeah. it's a 12-point. Yeah, swing. The interchange one, no arguments. It's just... It's on us. It's on us, unfortunately. And I do feel bad for the interchange person because looking at the replay, two people have run off at the same time and it's just one of those things, right? It's... Yeah. Yeah. The other one I've got written down here is we got... And is this... Was I wrong with this? 
Um, you remember when Wardlaw got hit high or like they went in that contest and oh, jumped up and, he yes, got, yes. and I was like, oh no, he's going to be out with a concussion now. When the medical staff were running off the field, they got in the middle of the play and I'm pretty sure we got the ball turned over for our staff interfering with the play. Which we, di- which we didn't really get in the way at all. Which, it, was, this was no, it was an uncontested mark on the wing. It, and we got the – is that true? It is, it is true. So it was because of the people. We've got to be the first team in AFL history to have an interchange steward free kick and a Medi staff. That, like, <laughs> I think, I think one of the, we made the comment that it's like giving a parking ticket to an ambulance, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like they're, they're running off the field. They yeah. haven't impacted – I think it was Papley that so – he, he sooked about it, which is why he got the free kick. They wouldn't yeah. have given it if he didn't. No. And I think they might have even kicked a goal from that as well. They did. Which, no, yeah. that, and that's why I wrote this point down is because Wardlaw, you know, gets gets crunched in the middle, gets gets the shoulder in the face, right? And there's no free kick there. But look, we want tough footy, so play on, right? And then we get the ball and it's, it's, a, it's an uncontested mark on the wing to us when, you know, our player nearly has to do a Paul Curtis fend-off on the medical staff to mark the ball. Mm. But it didn't change the game at all. It wasn't like there was a Swans player anywhere near yeah it's one of those ones where it's like to the letter of the law maybe it's a free kick but you need to read the room it i think it happened it happened a few weeks ago with i can't remember the game but someone kicked it out of bounds because the someone was getting carried off yeah yeah, i can't remember who it was but it's just one of those things where to the letter of the law yeah maybe it's a free kick but but just and i understand if that's a free kick and there's a swans player even contesting the ball like i fully get it but not in an uncontested mark when it was almost like our defenders were playing on him and there was 15 metres of space between the nearest player it's and the guy who marked it. It's a strange situation where we're giving away Medi. I will say the two people who were running off, the guy was was rapid. He was getting off that field. But the lady who was running, yeah. there's no, there was no pace yeah. whatsoever. That's thirty. That's Peter Crouch levels of yeah. pace, yeah. you know, on her, on her FIFA card. Yeah, look, um, it's just so stiff, isn't it? Like, how? And not, not to be <laughs> – this is just funny. This is just banter, but – have you ever you, you ever see like those old video games where like a, a like the character will be running really fast, but they're clearly just like floating and it's not matching the pace yeah. of their legs? That's what the lady <laughs> who was running like. off looked like. She looks like she was like morphing across the ground, but her legs were meant to be moving quicker than she oh, was the going. Poor, the poor lady. You could at least got a spoil in there, you know, get a yeah. stat or something. <laughs> Shepherd <laughs> yeah. Papley, maybe golden fist of the week. Um, <laughs> geez, that's so strange. Um, we would work, and maybe more first half again, but maybe in the third, we would work so hard to get our goals and then we would give up an easy one from a clearance. Yeah, I did notice... That happens a lot in a lot of games too. It does. And I also noticed that a few of their goals were just... Like they've got some classy players like Goulden, I think, kicked a really nice goal. Yeah. Heaney kicked a really nice Warner, goal. Warner, I think, as well. They're just all really, really good players, right? That are probably are. two to three years ahead of our development. They're, they're mid-20s. Those are the types of players that we, we'd love to have in our team. And yes. Yeah, Golden's goal especially. Like that was – Yeah, absolutely. Wardlaw yeah. was right on him and he's kicked it from 55 on the run. It's yep. just and a little just, bit classier than that. That was really. the exact one where I wrote that point down too, where I feel like we worked so hard to get our goal and put that, put ourselves back in front at the time, I think. And um, within 20 seconds it was already yeah. – It's almost like an, uh, another sporting reference here, but it's almost like Richarlison's <laughs> – uh, goal for Spurs, for Spurs yeah. to level against Liverpool. He celebrates like he's won the World Cup, shirts off, yellow card given, does a stupid pigeon celebration. Then from kickoff, Liverpool go and score 4-3 up and they win the game. We love some Richarlison hate on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do an episode where we liken players to Premier League players. Yeah. Oh, 
Fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was disappointing. We did it a few times though, not just that one instance, but I feel like we were on top, especially second and third quarter, and um, but we'd give them easy goals to yeah. sort of keep them in it. Yeah. Um, and even executing late, and this is the last point before we talk about a couple of individuals, um, I felt like in the last 12 minutes we got nervous. Yeah, we did. I think we also fatigued a lot. Fatigue and nerves yeah. as well. We started kicking a little bit more blindly. Yeah, like we did. We're going in, falling into old habits. And I, and I understand, you know, the pressures on the players clearly care about it. And of course, they're not going to, they're young. They're not going to keep their heads like 150, 200 gamers going to. Mm. But just as a just as a note, I think we did start kicking blindly again, yep. which kept them into the game in the game late because we had those opportunities with, I think, did Simkin have another one or Sheasel's shot? Um, we did have a couple of opportunities maybe to put it, which obviously would have been the winner in the end if it played out the same way. Yeah. Yeah, but the other thing I think of too is in the Fremantle game, it, it was similar vibes to the ending of the Fremantle game. They were we, right in the we same holding, pocket, weren't they? We were holding on and like we were defending quite well, as yeah. in Logan Mackay were defending really well. And it was another stoppage, 30 seconds to go. It almost plays out, in my mind, exactly like the Freo game had. You're not wrong. Yeah. It, it was the exact same vibes. Like we were holding was, on. We, it? we didn't make any stupid no, free we didn't. kicks. It was just, yeah, like you said, Admin. a bit of fatigue, a bit of panic, but nothing too yeah. worrying, I don't think. A couple of players, maybe to point out, who didn't have the best games. I'll just get your opinions on them. Uh, Blake Drury. Yeah, look. I'm hoping he, he – I think he just needs a few – it's just a confidence yeah. thing with him, I think. And we'll point out, I, this is nothing to do with players aren't good enough. No, you know, no, no, this not is at just, all. just that game is an isolated incident and their individual performance, which could change any week. But Yeah, I don't. That, well, that's actually a positive in this, is that mm. the players that didn't have great games yesterday, none of them, I'm thinking, let's get rid of them. They're no, all that. I don't think any of them impacted negatively. There was just no impact. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, so I think – off the top of my head, I think Jury um, had a quiet game, was a bit fumbly, probably just needs a few weeks in the VFL with a bit of confidence. Doesn't look confident around the ball. No, That's what no. I, was I, think, say next. I yeah. think what he really needed was a goal just to sort of yeah. – or just a really does good he, play. Where does he play? Like is he is he a halfback or is he a forward pocket? I think he's played both in the VFL. Yeah, I he think looked he looked really will, good in the practice Because he was drafted actually. as a running halfback, but mm. then they played him as a forward in the VFL. But – I swear when I watch the game, the last three games and he's playing, I won't see him for 10 minutes. Then he'll pop up at half back. And then next time he pops up, he's gone to the pocket. But that'll go back and forth all game. So that might be his issue then. He's sort of yeah. stuck stuck in the middle. Mm. Um, Aaron Hall. What do you think of Aaron Hall's game? I think he was okay. I think he, he didn't really turn the ball over at all from what I remember. He, yeah. he, had, he hit 18 of his 20 targets, but... It's just one of those one of those players where I'd love to see a Goda or I don't know, you'd rather a go, yeah. Just look, I I do like Aaron Hall. I, th- I think he's all right, but well, he, what he Aaron Hall no should defensive. be is what we need in some aspects. Mm. Maybe defensively better. You're right, but we need that guy to be able to transition the ball cleanly off halfback, like a Saad or something like. And um, the thought of Aaron Hall and what he's meant to be is 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 that player, but he's never got to that for me no look I, I think he was like he was reasonable yesterday he didn't really turn it over at all no, but no. yeah just yeah maybe maybe it would liked more impact on the game yeah i think he yeah. had a lot of his disposals very deep in the 50 which we need at the same time but yeah you're right we do um and phoenix spicer uh, look I, i'm i want him to stay in the team for a few more weeks um mm. even if zerha is coming back 
I think so, yes. I think his pressure was decent enough. He had six or seven tackles. Yeah. He was there buzzing around, which is what we need. I think the only thing miss or the main thing missing is just hitting the scoreboard um, and having a bit more of an impact. Around a contest. Yeah. yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's very, very He's small. tiny. He's so small. But he, he did – he was at the, the feet of the forwards a lot. Um, look, yeah. he, he just – I think he's one of those players where we give him three or four weeks yeah, and see how he goes. What have we got to lose? Yeah. Not a whole lot. He did enough, I think, from a pressure point of view to, to keep his spot, I think. Yeah. Okay. So going from that then, I've written down a few changes I'd like to see next week. Um, and I think this is getting close. Obviously, there's a few injuries, but basically would be what I think we can field as our best lineup now. Mm-hmm. So the changes I would be uh, out would be Spicer, Hall, Drury, and Howe. Mm-hmm. Now, Howe played fine yesterday. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Yeah, if yeah. not a decent game. Yeah, he was decent. Yeah. But the reason, and I'm not dropping Howe because he wasn't good, but I don't think he's anything to do with the future here. So what I would do is I'd drop Howe and make Spicer the sub. Um, Drury and Hall, look, Hall, uh, bring someone else in who could impact more. Not Once again, not dropping Hall because he's not good enough, but yep. I want someone to impact more. And I think Drury needs to go back um, and get his confidence back up and then he'll get another shot this year. Yeah, absolutely. Zerha comes back in. He's a walk-up starter every single week. Um, I'd probably like to see Cunnington around it again. Mm. Um, he dominated the clearances in the VFL on the weekend, so... Um, see how he goes after a couple of weeks off. Cooper Harvey, I think it's time to see Cooper Harvey kick yeah. five. Yeah, look that that look. If we're gonna drop Spicer to the sub, I'd love to see Harvey come yeah. in and play that forward pocket. I think because you, you can sub Harvey and Spicer for each other in these games. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like for like. Yeah, maybe Harvey hasn't got the quite the the quickness and the 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 agile sort of game as Spicer should hopefully get one day, but. I mean, I don't care how agile you are. You got to kick it through the sticks. Yeah, and five goals and twenty disposals in the VFL. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then haul out Darcy Tucker can come back in. I don't yeah. think Darcy Tucker's done anything wrong. I think he offers a cool head. Um, he's a solid player on that wing. I don't know. He'll hit a target. I got no issues with him. And I yep. think looking at the two players, maybe Tucker and Howe are the are the two there that maybe are a little bit like for like. And if it's out of those two, I'd picking Tucker. Yeah, same. Yep. Um. Yeah, just a preface so no one gets mad. Howe is not going out because he was bad, just because his other players, I think, would fit better than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you agree with all those? Is there anyone else you'd bring in, take out? No, I think you've pretty much Does nailed Aiden it Does Aiden Core come back in? I don't think Aiden Core comes no. back in personally. No, we um, know what I think of that, but yeah. If, if he does, I'm not sure who we drop in that defense for him. And if someone does get dropped, mm. it's, it's harsh or... Because I don't want to see sure. Aaron Hall out of that defense dropped for a big... No, it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, so if, if you're bringing core in, like you mentioned before, it's got to be because Mackay and Logan are injured. Yeah, it's but a, they got through the game. They did, they did. There's some big celebrations from an almost win. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that's, that's about it for the game then. Um, disappointing that we didn't win, but yeah, we've got to get Harley Reid. So we'd, if, we, if we lose all the rest of the games for the year but play like that, I think we'll feel okay. Yeah, I can live with that. Um, but yeah. So what we might uh, might do now, I read all of the, the viewer questions uh, on yesterday's podcast. So if you're listening to this one and didn't listen to the one I put out um, on Sunday morning, please go back and listen to all the fan uh, questions and thoughts I read out. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to ask you some hot questions. So Exciting. 
Yeah, fire up. Get ready. Um, a couple of weeks ago when – oh, a couple of weeks ago. A week ago when Marnie was on the podcast, I sort of – you know, it was a pretty depressing time for our club, uh, all those losses and after the Port Adelaide game, and I was emotional. So I said, let's talk about everything negative. Mm. But I think they're all pretty valid questions, and we won't deep dive too much on these and get into logistics, but we'll just get your quick thoughts on a few hot North Melbourne topics. Thoughts on Clarkson taking a leave of absence? Yeah, look, it's it's unfortunate, isn't it? There's been the process around what he's going through hasn't gone well. Clearly, mm. it's been managed very poorly by Hawthorne and, and the like. So for him to take a few weeks off, sort of just step away from footy, yeah. I'm really happy that he's comfortable enough to make the decision and it's not yeah. something he feels like he needs to stay at North and, and suffer while he does that. So Yeah. And what the other the other part to that is having Ratten as an assistant to come it's straight in and take second, over. It's, it? it's a really good yeah. good sub. Um, mm. So, yeah, take as much time as you need, Clarko. Uh, we'll be here when you get back, mate. We will be. So, it's yeah. not a goodbye to see you later. It is. That's right. And I hope he enjoyed the game yesterday too. I'm sure he would I'm sure he was watching. I like, like Ratten shut that down pretty quickly. If it was Clarko watching, he's just like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Do you think – how do I ask it? Do you think – you he's coming back, right? So yeah, obviously yeah. a lot of people, once again, for everyone who doesn't know, I work in a barbershop and I have so many conversations about footy every single week. Mm. Um, a lot of people are coming in and saying to me this week, oh, Clarko's not coming back. Your, your coach left. And I'm like, you didn't, well, he's stepping aside for a few weeks, but he's coming back and yeah. that's all that's been reported. How, what do you think about that? Do you think he might not come back? Look, it's hard. It's hard to know without what's going on behind the scenes with all this Hawthorne stuff. Um, but I don't think. I think he will come back. He 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 will. Mm. It's just a really bad time of the year with all this news. It's all coming up at once, and you've got journalists reporting about it nonstop. Yeah, you've got the it's negative the performances. It? It's the it's gets everything. It's, everything's coming at once, and it's yeah. a bit much. Which yeah, like I said, I'm glad he has is comfortable enough mm. to step away from the club and leave someone like Ratten yeah. um, to, to run the show and steady the ship. <laughs> yeah, um, I wouldn't feel as good, and no disrespect, but like to Patch Adams, if he was coming in again, I don't think I'd feel fantastic about it. No. Um, but a guy with experience like Rats is good. Yeah, so he can steady the ship while clarko has gone. And, yeah, look, if it takes two weeks, three weeks, mm. two months, we've, at least we know we've got someone that that's comfortable in yeah. the position. Um, Taron Thomas. Where do you think he's at and do you think he should be available for selection next week? Oh, it's a real tough one. We were, we were talking about this before. and Yeah, because Ratton did say in the press conference he'll be available for – he's back in the AFL program as of next week, so we'll yeah. be able to be selected. And less of that, but like more should he be selected? Look, from a talent perspective, mm. absolutely yes. He, he comes straight back in, no, no doubt about that. But uh, when we're talking about – the stuff he's he's sort of done and and I guess the, the first warning and then the second warning and he still was acting up a little bit. It's in my mind it's a last chance type type stuff. If if we see anything like that happening again, I I don't know if he should come back in. But yeah. at the same time, I'm happy enough to give him an, another chance. Yeah, it's proving uh, I guess so long as he. He's improved his. I yeah, guess, he's made changes. Actions and to be better. And yeah, is is yeah, yeah, exactly. And I said, I think I talked to Marnie last week about this, and it was good getting her thoughts on that. But 
you know, the, I think the fact that we've got a female president and CEO, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I have more faith that the correct boxes have been ticked to get him able to be playing again. Absolutely. Because I'm sure all their experiences in football, um, you know, they would be taking it as seriously as anybody. So I don't know if he's getting ticked off by those guys to be able to play again. I have full faith that he's done the correct things, learnt, has moved on and deserves another another shot. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I didn't think of it from that perspective, but I guess if we've ticked off, ticked off on it internally, yeah. you just have to trust that the correct process has been followed and yeah. he's a very, very good player. So we, we, we would love to have him back. So Well, that's the other thing with the fit, putting him on halfback would mm. be fantastic. Yeah, and he putting, comes in for Hall. Sheasel, yeah. yeah, exactly. And putting Sheasel in that forward line like he was yesterday. Yeah. So, getting a semi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Will Mackay leave? Uh, no. I'm going to say no. No. I think. Why? I think he's, it's just one of those things where I think he's gone through the bad times with, well, this is how I see it anyway. He's, Played with us for about seven or eight seasons now. Yeah, he's gone through the storm. Like, why miss out on the rainbow, right? You've got to. As long as the rainbow's coming, and that, yeah. I guess that <laughs> yeah. that's true. I've, I've seen it rain, it's rained a lot the last few weeks. I haven't seen a rainbow, mate. <laughs> that's true. That's um, true. But I, I just think, look, we we should have the capability to pay him what he deserves. Yes, correct. Um, we should. What have, does he deserve, pay wise? Um, well, if. Griffin, Logan, Core on five hundred. off Aiden. If if we're going off Aiden Core's contract, he gets two mil a year. Well, I th- yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think. Look, key position, 25, 26 years old. I think yeah. roughly. Um, they're hard to find. They're hard to find. The hardest position, my opinion, hardest position to find in the league is an elite key defender. Correct, and and in the last three to four years, he would have probably been our most consistent player, other than maybe Goldstein. Um, mm. So look. I think you've – if he's our highest paid player, I wouldn't be too concerned. No, neither would I. But, yeah, at the same time, we can't go crazy, right? You can't be, can't no, be you playing think millions. About, we want to be bringing in good players in the future. Yep. Wardlaw, Sheasel, Zerha, you know, all these guys are going to have to be paid one day. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they'll be able to figure all that out. I, it's interesting because I feel weirdly okay about Mackay staying now, but it just depends if we win or lose every week. Yeah, well, I think he's only won like seven games for North ever, yeah, which ever. is crazy to think. But and, but he, and obviously missing the first two games. And I actually was really upset that we didn't get the win yesterday, mainly for him. Mm. Honestly, like I thought he, he like his first half was a bit poor. He was very good in the second half. But I don't know. I want, to, I want him to stay, but I, I honestly don't think he'll stay. Mm. Um, I, I hope so because it, that's just a horrible – that puts us in an awful situation where we're, we've lost Mackay, we've got Logue and Core as our two big defenders and then we've all of a sudden got to – I agree. Got to chase another <clears throat> big fish. The other thing I guess is like we'll get a pretty decent compensation pick for him mm. um, if he goes. So I'm not saying that's better. Like I want to keep Mackay. Like that would be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'd, my gut tells me he's going to go. And it's even times like yesterday where they played so well but still didn't get it over the line. I feel like that would be eaten away at you a little bit. I think having a brother in a well, – I mean a team that's not looking too good right now but is meant to be up there and is playing in big games, I think that influences him. And I know yeah. you've talked about the podcast that they do together. But <clears throat> there's a couple of times where there's been North suck banter on there. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just two brothers going at each other but I get the feeling it gets to him. 
It, it would. Like, imagine having a twin brother that's playing in front of 90K. Away. I guess what does help is Carlton are also not great. If if Carlton were... Yeah. If, if he was playing for a Collingwood right now, you would yeah, you I, would I hate that as yeah. a twin as a twin brother and probably fuel you more. But at the same time, it depends, I guess, how he's looking at it. He could be like, you know, he could see the players we're getting and go, hey, imagine how bad it would be if I left for a Carlton, say, and North overtake Carlton. Yeah, 100%. And, or and an Essendon. That, that Essendon's would, another one that's been rumoured a lot for oh, Mackay. Essendon, I think, has been rumoured with any good North player that we've ever yeah, had. It does and, seem to be that never, way. The only one they've got is Brad Scott off us, so really, <laughs> I don't... Hey, Nathan Grimer. Oh, Nathan, oh, Nathan Grimer. True there throwback. <laughs> There's a throwback. All right. Um, <clears throat> Simkin and McDonald captaincy. What do you think of that? Oh, look, Simkin, no-brainer. I think he's captain material. I think we touched on that just earlier. Yep. McDonald, I think, may be a little bit overwhelmed, but the decision to make him captain, I, I, at the time, I said absolutely, like not a, yeah. I like the two. You it, like the two? Yeah, I, I don't like the two. I like the two just because it puts the spotlight too firmly on one single person as a bad as a. I think that's better for fans though. Like, you know, if so, I talked about it with Marnie on, on the last podcast again, but after that port performance when Simkin came out in front of the media and mm. addressed David King's, you know, vision that he showed about the poor efforts and everything, I was really happy that Simkin stood up and showed some leadership there. Mm. I don't – and this is just my gut, but I don't think I would have cared very much if Luke McDonald did that. Yeah, that's that's true. I think, yeah, Simkin is the more – Captainy of the two, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. If that's a word, probably not. <laughs> no, it's a word now. Um, yeah, I think he's really thrived actually on the captaincy, which is great to see. Mm. Um, and that 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 performance yesterday shows, uh, with adversity, everything is against the club right now. Mm. That's what leaders do, and I just don't think Luke McDonald has that. I, I, it just sits uncomfortable with me. We've got two captains. Like I want a captain. That's the mm. guy you go to. Luke McDonald being in, in the leadership group absolutely should be. Yep. Absolutely yep. should be, you know, blue and white through and through for him and they're, they're the guys we need around the club and I, and I love him for that. But Simpkin screams leader to me and McDonald maybe not so much. If they're different kinds of leaders and the player group has voted on that, then I'll back them in and trust it. But just yep. from an individual perspective for me, like Darcy Moore's the captain of Collingwood. You know, I, I Simpkin's the captain of North Melbourne and that's what I want it. Yeah, be. you want that face. I guess yeah. I think Sydney actually did the co-captain well, for quite a, a while too. Well, there's a few co-captains now, isn't there? Isn't yeah. like Brisbane or, or someone? I can't remember. There's another team that's got co it's, it's possible. So uh, I wasn't too – I was really happy when it came out. I'm still, I guess, not too concerned about it. But at the same time, you're yeah. right. I do like – it is good to have that face. Yeah. But at the same time, well, I guess before giving Simpson the captaincy, you didn't really know how he'd take it. So – yeah. It's good. There's always been rumors about Simkin being the, the captain, though. Yeah. I guess. And I, I think he's the right age profile. Like, you want, like, I loved Andrew Swallow as a captain. Yes. Yeah. And it, you know, you've got, you've got 10 years of this guy just leading the club and, you know, heart of the ball, does the things you need to do as a captain. Mm. Um, I think, like, the captain playing in defense, I think, is a, you know, challenging as mm. well because, you know, maybe they're not always around the ball. Yeah. Can't exactly impact the. Yeah. yeah. But the, I think the defenders get criticised more than any other position in the league as well. Yep. And I think that leaves it open to questioning the captaincy. And maybe that's what's getting in my head a little bit as well. I, I don't know. Mm. I'm not completely down on McDonald as a captain, but I definitely see it more as Simpkins the captain and and McDonald 
backs him up. Yeah, I guess that's just naturally what's happened so yeah. far, right? It's pretty clear. So mm. I guess we'll, we'll wait and see how that goes. Um, a couple more. What position do we need the most? In the off-season, mid-season drafts, two weeks away, um, what position do we need to fill the most in our team? I'd love a, I'd love a smaller full sort of pressure forward because yeah. we've got Spicer. We had Kane, our man Kane Turner come in a few <laughs> times. But you look at other teams and they've got a Charlie Cameron and a Cozzy yeah. Pickett. Yeah, uh, those are the two that I always model off and be like a little, like a Lindsay Thomas type. Yeah, like exactly. A small forward like that that can doesn't need to be kicking spot. three or four goals a game. Just needs to be laying two or three tackles yeah. a game in the fifty that gets their defenders a bit nervous, which we saw yesterday happened quite a lot, which is great to see. But yeah, yeah, someone like that, or even just someone that can that you know is going to come in and they're mm. going to have two or three shots at goal. Per game and yeah, I think this uh, this is actually a good discussion point. Like mid season draft wise, for me, I'd be going after a small forward like that or a small lockdown defender. Yep, yep. Um, they're the two. I think long term, if Mackay leaves, our number one need is a key defender. Absolutely. I did say a few weeks ago, if he if Mackay stays, our number one need is a key forward. But I think now with Coleman Jones, I don't know if I agree with that. A ruckman for me as well is yep. someone I would really look at. Even someone who's like a mature age ruckman who you know is going to come and be solid and it means it doesn't limit Jerry's time because Jerry's still young and has got talent. But we need someone who can be solid in there when go- like next year if Goldie uh, – is Goldie going to play on? Like we don't know. So Yeah. If, you know, he, if he leaves, yeah, we definitely need to look at a mature age mature age ruckman that can come in and pinch hit and just yeah. not set the world on fire. Just Yeah. The guy I – said, I said that I, did I say this to you guys when – we did the first podcast, but I'd love Radigalia. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I would love Radigalia. Like, I know he's playing a defense for the Cats now, um, but he looks, and I look, I haven't watched heaps of Cats games, but a couple of glimpses I've seen it in him, he seems very rash in defense. Yeah, he's re- he's had a really good season, actually. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I would love a guy like that in the ruck. Just an athletic guy is always going to chase, you know. I just, for some reason, think he'd fit perfectly. Yeah, in, just in like our a bit of a presence. Spot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love a guy like that. Too late to bring Majak Dor back? Oh, I, I, I love Majak. I love Majak yeah. too. I love Majak. Um, and what is a successful season from here? So I asked Marnie that question and we both agreed five wins. We got a lot of backlash in the YouTube comments saying don't put wins on it. And I disagree with that. But what, what do you think? I understand where the people are coming from because yesterday for me was a tick. Yes. You've almost got to look at it in a tick way maybe yeah <laughs> maybe but you're right you can't, we can't be going 2 and 20 again no because i think it shows and it gets losses. in the players heads yep. though exactly. so if Mackay at the end of the year goes well we lost 5 games by under a goal so we could have been 7 and something or we could have been 6 and something he's not going to care about that you right know, he, he's going to see two. Yep. 2 and 21 yep. and be like we haven't improved at all and that's all the media we're going to have to cop that's going to go into players wanting to come here as well. Yep. I think you do need a number on a bit of paper. Absolutely. I think mm. five is a good number. Um, it definitely just can't be a two, right? <laughs> I don't think it could be two or three. I think minimum no. four wins. I think if we go four, if we go five and then we – I think the one thing that would be really good is if we can pull off a scalp of some kind. Like if we beat a well, Collingwood. Well, coming up. 
Oh, that's not a scalp. We beat them every year. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. Lock <laughs> pencil that one in. If we can win a big game against a Collingwood, against a actually Richmond probably does count still. Actually, a Richmond, an yeah. Essendon, a Carlton. We've one of those the bombers, yeah. One of those. Well, we never beat the bombers, though, unfortunately. <sighs> Just one of those big teams that sort of people go. Oh, hang on, these there is a there is yeah. a future here because yeah. yeah, we don't want to finish the season three no. and twenty, and we've beaten. Hawthorne. Hawthorne or something West like that. Coast. And yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I understand where people are coming from saying don't put a number on it, but I just think you need some physical thing to look at to say, look, here is the improvement on paper yep. to sell to other people coming to the club. You don't have to sell it to people within the club. Absolutely. But except for maybe a Ben Mackay who is out of contract. But yeah, I, th- I think you do need something physical on paper. Yeah, I think the other, the other indication as well is – if we go five, four or five wins, it's the percentage as well. So I think mm. last year we finished the season with 55%. If we can get the percentage to above 70, there's also the metric there of we've won three extra games. Our percentage has gone up by 15. You add that to the following year, yeah. you know, we've won eight games and our percentage is 85 mm. and all of yeah. a sudden you're, you're, it's looking really good. So I agree. there's that as well. Which it's is, a numbers driven industry a lot of the time as well. And, it and is. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, uh, yeah. that's what, and, and journalism and all that sort of stuff has an effect. Like, you know, imagine you're an out of contract player, like a fringe player for the D's or something like that. And all the media surrounding North Melbourne is, oh, well, they've got 65% for the year, won three games you're going to be sitting at home going, oh, even if Brett Ratton or Clarko picks up the phone and says, hey, mate, this is what we're doing. Look how we, we nearly won a lot of games next year. They're going to be like, but you didn't, you didn't win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that can be the difference to convince someone to come on to be part of our next finals run or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So, yeah, if we can get – well, actually, I, I found this out the other day. So, Paul Roo's first season at Melbourne mm. was 4-18. and 18. And three four or four and years, three or four years later, they've got a – not a dynasty, but they've got a solid yeah. grand final challenge. Yeah, your team. finals more years than not. So, look, four you can live with. Yeah. Five would be great. Six would be great. Six would be like above awesome. expectations. Yeah, I Absolutely. agree. Yeah. All right. Sean Atley club champ votes this week. I'm still not decided. And oh. so we're going to have to figure out the three, two, one votes for the Sean Atley club champ. This is it's, – it's it's – Great to have such a dilemma, right? Yes, and none of them are old, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Jack, you're not getting in this week, even though he arguably could have got votes too. Yeah, he's he was solid yet again. Um, the guys I've got here, the five, I'm going to give you five names, mm-hmm. and we're going to rank them three, two, one votes, and two, you know, guys who are going to miss out, but we're going to give them credit anyway. Yep. Bailey Scott, Harry Sheasel, Callum Coleman Jones, George Wardlaw, and Jai Simkin. That's exactly the six players or five or six players I had in mind as well. Yeah, okay. Did you have another one? I had Ford as well as the sixth. Yeah, he was the sixth uh, yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I could see Ford as the sixth. I think yep. Zebel was yep. maybe better than Ford. Yeah, though. yeah. You could, but yeah, you could I, I know yep. what you mean. Yep. Shout, Eddie Ford was brilliant, so shout yep. out Eddie Ford. Um, okay, here's my thinking. On paper, Bailey Scott is three votes. Yep, yep. But in my heart, Callum Coleman-Jones is three votes. Oh, you've gone Coleman-Jones. I haven't gone anything yet. Oh. I need this is where I need you. So who would you put as best on ground? Yeah, and and the Sean Alley Club champ isn't about stats per se. It's about no. your heart and how your heart feels. Yep, yep. This is the purity of the, the Sean Alley Club champ. Who in your heart got three votes yesterday? Well, when I watching the game after the game, I thought Bailey Scott was our best player yesterday. Okay. He didn't 
if you think about, oh, he faded. No, he, he didn't fade. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. He was equally as good in each. His ball use was excellent. He kicked a big goal at a big stage. Mm. And I guess maybe I'm a little bit biased as well. But No, I'm a like, Bailey Scott like, lover. And like you as well, yeah. we've, we've always sort of thought he's, he's been good and yeah. he does get a little bit of hate a little bit. So maybe that pushes me. But I actually think he was our best player yesterday and right. should get the three. I would, I would be his top two for me, so I'll give him the three votes. Yep. I think that's fair. I think it gets trickier now. It does. So Sheasel, on paper, I think Scott three, Sheasel two, CCJ one, mm-hmm. right? That's what I would think. But Simpkins, the the energy he brought to the game, I think is the reason why we stayed in that game. Yeah, and yep. two goals, what, 28 touches? Yeah. I like think something like that. Crazy game. That's a captain's performance. And Wardlaw on debut, only 16 touches, but the impact, the yeah. impact he made and nine tackles. I don't know. I feel like he deserves a vote, but Ooh. but we might have to go to a, a six five four three two oh one God, system. Are we, are we giving out? <laughs> we're giving out five votes. <laughs> Who do you think's number two? Two votes. My heart in the game, watching the game, Simkin. Only Simkin because the reason for that is in the first quarter he was clearly the best player for us. Okay, he did fade a little bit in the last, but I thought when the game could have got away from us, he was the one that single handedly. Yeah, yeah, Simkin and Sheasel are the one I'm debating between. Mm. So how close do you think Sheasel is? If Sheasel kicks, doesn't hit the post and kicks his third, okay, he takes it. You've sold oh, me. Yeah, but you've I sold think me. It I, doesn't feel good, but it, it hurts. It hurts because it hurts <sighs> because it's such a fine margin, and he was obviously brilliant. But yeah, all right. I think Simkin just for if when Simkin it, didn't have that first quarter. We don't play that well for the rest of the game. Yeah, exactly. So I think impact-wise, yeah. I think Simkin – oh, geez, but Sheasel had such a good – it's a <laughs> tough did, one. It's he? a tough one. All right, Simkin gets two. Mm. One vote. Sheasel, CCJ, and Wardlaw. Oh, now, my head's saying Sheasel. I think Sheasel too, yeah. But I know your heart says CCJ. It, it does. My heart says CCJ. But I'm in love with Wardlaw and I, I messaged him straight after the first day. <laughs> so, um, it's a tough, tough one. I, I say Sheasel. I, I can't see a player kicking two, having 25, not being in your top three best, if that makes sense. But from an impact perspective, CCJ, CCJ took so many marks, played really well. I have to lock in Sheasel. But if you want to do CCJ, <laughs> I know you want to, so... I'm happy to take that. I've never been so conflicted about any decision I've had to make in my entire life. It is a tough one. I I agree, Sheasel. It does, I'm, hurt, I'm it putting, does hurt knowing that. I, I don't feel good about this at all. I've never <laughs> felt worse about anything in my entire life. Um, yeah, it. Uh, you're right. It's got to be Sheasel. 25 touches, two goals. And look, it, in another world, he doesn't hit the post, he kicks three. It goes to possibly... Best yeah. on ground, right? Yeah. So that's where I'm thinking it's, it's got to be. You're right. Be You're right. Shout out to Callum Common Jones and George Wardlaw, though. Yeah, I think they were very both stiff, excellent. Stiff, not to get the 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 votes there, but yeah, well, look, it puts Sheasel. Sheasel's going to jump up to 14 votes. Um, our next best is Larky on eight. Um, what's Simkin sitting on right now? Simkin's barely got any votes this year, which is interesting. Mm. I think Simkin would have. That's Simkin's first votes. Um, and Bailey Scott, yeah, uh, he's already got one, so Bailey Scott will go to four. But um, 
Sheezel's uh, nearly double our, our number two in the Sean Atley club champ. Yeah, Is wow. that good or bad for our club? I think good. It's got to be positive, You've got right? to take it positive. It's got to be positive. It's a first-year player playing that well. Two goals, 25 disposals in your first 10 games. Mm. That's no, you're excellent. totally right. Oh, sorry, Callum. Oh, just a live update here. Um, I was going to look at the uh, uh, the round in review and we'll just go over a couple of games and predict the next ones. But mm. Hawthorne is currently 32 points up in the second quarter over West Coast. Wow. that uh, The Harley Reid Cup is live, guys. That makes me feel a little bit better. I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I want I want someone to win by one point so we don't drop any more and then someone gets yeah, percentage. That's, that's true. It's in the West too. Anyway, let's review the games that are completed and then we'll go to the, the current game and the next two to play. We're recording this at 2 p.m. on Sunday afternoon right now. So in context, whenever you guys listen to this, that's when we are. So we've got the Scummy Dogs versus the Melbourne Demons. Um Old scum Adelaide up by four points. Um, I hate what they're doing right now. It One, hurts. look, agree or disagree, last week's game with all the Horn Francis hype and the Zerha dump, I'm sort of done with Horn Francis now. I think it got out of a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. It's like just a classic a classic blokes at a pub. You've got a beef, you go outside, have a bit of a scrap, yep. and then your best mates afterwards, and you get that frustration out. I feel like that's that's how I feel after the yeah, Port Adelaide yeah. game. Do you feel the same? Yeah, look, I don't, I don't really think... Well, this is just from my perspective. I don't really care so much about Horn Francis. Like yeah. you're right, though. During I definitely ga- did up until that game, though. During the lie. game, during the game, yeah. You're right. It, it was a little bit of steam let yeah. out of it. I, like I don't really care so much anymore. Yeah. It's like he's playing reasonably well, but I think what makes it a lot is easier how, to swallow is yeah. we've got Wardlaw and, and Sheasel. If we had picked up two complete duds that were in and out of the team, yeah. I'd be flat out. Yeah, I'd be flying Adelaide to bomb his house. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, but, yeah, what do you think about Port Adelaide getting up by, by four? It hurts. It hurts. It does hurt, doesn't it? It, it was um, a bad start to my tipping, but, look, Butters was very, very good, I have to say. I didn't get to watch this game. I was out um, on yeah, Friday I, night. so I watched a little bit of it, not too much, because yeah. I just can't stand. Everyone on Saturday is coming up to me and telling me how good of a game it was. So Yeah, I, I didn't see bad. the ending, actually. But, yeah, mm. look, Butters, two goals, 41 disposals. That's that's pretty, yeah. that's more than I had in my entire junior footy life. So that's <laughs> quite impressive. Um, they're playing really well. You, you could have made tonight. it if you didn't get the injury, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the chronic hamstrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, as much as I dislike Port Adelaide, they're, they're playing pretty yeah. well, but I don't know whether they'll be an, a contender. But Yeah. We want them to drop as low as possible to make our pick as best as possible. Oh, that's true. That's I forgot basically about that. Yeah, we uh, get their pick this year. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, Western Bulldogs in Adelaide. An interesting one. Was this in Adelaide? I think it was. Like, it, was in, it was in Ballarat. Oh, it was too. Ballarat. Okay. So um, so the the poor people at Adelaide supporters that went out to Ballarat to watch that, that must have been... <laughs> thinking they were a premiership chance. Straight to Sovereign Hill after the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to try and say the name they called it because I didn't do that for the first ones. Uh, what do they call Freeman? What, Wally Allop? Is that what they tried to call them? It could, could be. Could oh, be. I wish I knew. Anyway, Frio and the Cats... Are the Cats back or are the Cats not back? What's going on? The Cats are either back or not back. What a, it's a strange season for them so far. Look, they're five and five. Mm. Um, it's a weird one. I think they're still coming top four. I think they're still good enough to win the you flag again. You reckon top again. four? Where are the, hand, let me look at the ladder here. But they're seventh right now. 
I don't know. I think maybe they could get to fifth. I still think the D's are better than them. Oh yeah, the D, I think Port, Port, Collingwood, two. Brisbane, and Melbourne are the top four currently. I think Port drop out of that top four. I don't know if that's just me wanting them to. And I think either Bulldogs or Geelong go into the top four from there. The Bulldogs, yeah, they started the season so poor. They just you know they they're on the so Saints many... bandwagon. Not at all. No. <laughs> well, actually, looking at I didn't realize this, but last year um, Saints were in this exact same position. Yes, so yes. I just don't think they have have it. Have it. No. Look, they might sneak into eighth or seventh, maybe. Mm. Well, ninth is reserved for Richmond's late run, so that'll be good. That's true. Um, Brisbane and the Gold Coast. I mean, Brisbane's just sort of getting the job done. The Gold Coast were up early in this one, though. Yeah, I think Brisbane have always fathered Gold Coast since they've come into the AFL. So. Yeah, that's true. Looks like you, they piled on a lot of junk time goals late. You do look like the kind of guy who's going to be tuning into the Q Clash every week. You know, every it's, <laughs> it's my favourite uh, derby. Name a bigger game. I can't. I, can't. I, can't. I simply can't. <laughs> I simply can't. In world sport. <laughs> yeah. um, Matt Rowell is very good, though. He is. I do. I, I love Matt Rowell. He is weird. But do you he, reckon, yeah, if we fed LDU grass, do you reckon his hamstring would be stronger? Maybe that's the missing, uh, the missing piece <laughs> in the puzzle. Did you see the Brisbane Lions um, getting the pregame meal ready for them and the, some guy on the TikTok... He's cutting the grass. Cutting the grass. That's good. Man. Shout out to Brisbane's TikTok. That's, that's Fantastic. good. So currently, yeah, Hawthorne 50 to uh, West Coast uh, 18. How do you think this game's panning out? Well, if you asked me before the game had started, I would, I would say, look, a goal to either team. I couldn't really pick it. Probably I Hawthorne are a little bit better than West Coast at the moment. And I think West Coast have... I don't know if they've packed it in, but when I watch their games, they're just a bit like... Yeah, they're on the beach, aren't they? There's no... Yeah. There's no, like... We, they don't want to be Positives, there. I don't think, no. really. Which is, fu- which is kind of okay because since we've been alive, at least, West Coast have been pretty good Very every season. So good, yeah. It's about time they have a little bit of downtime. The, yeah, yeah. Go to the retirement home. Carlton Collingwood, big game. I tried to go to this game today and you can't buy tickets for it. No, it's going to be a... Really, really good game. No, it's always a good game. Like, Blues under pressure. Pies rolling at the moment. Oh, it's got a Collingwood win by under a goal written all over it, I think. But a late comeback. Blues think they're getting the chocolates just like last it w- year. It would be good. And you know what kills me to say this, but I really like watching Collingwood play, which hurts to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I agree. But they play a really great style. And strangely, their, their team... The club as a whole I still don't like, obviously, because no, no, no. that's how we're, we're wired. They've got a lot of flogs in that team. And I'm not saying they're flogs as people, but they <laughs> look like guys. Yeah, and if they were at a bar, I'd be like, I'm, I'm heading out to the smokers. Yeah. I like the team as a whole, actually, which is so – it hurts to say, but I like watching them play. No, I agree. Uh, you, you can, it's a safe space here at the Further North Podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, I don't like Carlton at all. I don't mind Carlton. I don't mind. I'd I, rather Carlton than the Pies. No, I'd rather the Pies. And I just can't. There's something about Carlton. I don't know what it is, but yeah, just. Do you think it'd be fair if we're, if we're at the Collingwood North Melbourne game next week and every time Dacos gets the ball, we start seeing you're just a shit Harry Sheasel? <laughs> <laughs> do you think we can do that? It sounds harsh considering he's averaging 40 disposals a game. Yes, but it's just, not about uh, realistic world things, mate. <laughs> it's just about banter. We, we know that very well at North Close to a Flag, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the content you guys need. Absolutely. I think that's on. All right. You heard it there first. If anyone's at the game, everyone do that. And the last game, a blockbuster at, what's GS? Oh, it's just called Giant Stadium now. Real, I wonder how long they took to think of that name. When did the Gold Coast Stadium become not Metricon Stadium? 
That's the first I've ever heard of it, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, who who wins this one? Saints, Giants, at Giants. Now, I've picked – the last time I came on here and you asked me for tips, I got <laughs> all four wrong from that. And I, <laughs> I saw like a, something you do. I so. saw a few comments after just sledging me for that. Yeah. Well, but one of them was me writing in the comments. Probably. Um, <laughs> I think Giants win this game just because okay. it's got a real St. Kilda downfall about how they've sort of – performed a lot like even against us yeah they that was the most awful game i think i've ever seen it was it was they weren't great no they were not i don't think they're in any form at all um no although giants aren't great either so it's a tough one giants won last week didn't they the oh no they decided it was a week before against the swans um well the saint the saints got belted last week by 52 for the crows Mm. and the giants lost to collingwood but collingwood beats everybody right now so all right, back in the uh, the Giants' win. Toby Green with five. Uh, I love Toby Green too. Is, he, is he, their number one pick playing for the Giants? Cadman, Cadman? is he playing? Uh, he's played a few, but he hasn't. He hasn't really set the world on fire. I don't mm. think to this to, at this stage, which makes us feel a bit better because we did trade that pick. Yeah, true. Yeah, okay. Well, look, that's basically all the games, and I think that's basically all for the podcast as well. Um, yeah, still a bit conflicted about the the loss yesterday, but yeah, more positives than negatives. So I'm not going to dwell on it too much. No, look, it's it's overall happy vibes, and mm. let's just hope that we can bring it the next few weeks and hopefully knock someone over. Yeah, true. Um, there's a Bay Twenty Nine Instagram page now. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, yeah. So we um we've decided to sort of set up their own page for Bay 29 just so it's easier for access for people finding tickets and mm. and sort of what we're up to. So, yeah, give Bay 29 a follow on um, Instagram and Facebook. I can't remember the handle actually. I was going to say, uh, you keep plugging it and I'm, I'm going to find the handle here yeah, for you. Yeah, but if you go to North Melbourne close to a flag on Facebook and Instagram, um, there'll be links to Bay 29 and we'll have we'll have the Bay set up for the Bulldogs game, the, the Bulldogs game, and there's also another game later in the season we're still trying to work out. But okay. Yeah, unfortunately we couldn't make it yesterday, which was a real shame. But yeah, but um, well that that'll be good when we go to the dogs game finally and they get done by 150. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 we'll be fine. Um, the handle is Bay Twenty Nine underscore NMF NMF NMCTAF. That really doesn't roll off the tongue. Well, we might have to work on that. No, get better. Uh, I'll read it again fluently this time. Bay Twenty Nine underscore NMCTAF. North Melbourne close to a flag. So yeah, that's the one. follow that for all of the Bay 29 news. Uh, the, the Carlton game was the last one I was able to get to there. And that was a bunch of fun. Uh, there's always Kanga Kanga Kangas. Um, Admin 3 is always up and about in the yeah. Bay. You're going to see if you talk to him before the game, he's quite a shy, not a shy, but like a, a placid, quiet man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll see the inner demon come out the, of him. The animal is, I, I credit to him because yeah. I don't think I could chant in front of that many people No, myself, but he, he loves it and... Yeah, if anyone could bring some strepsils next time, we, we always yeah. seem to forget a strepsil. Do you reckon we can talk to North and get a strepsils sponsor for the uh, Bay 29? The strepsil Bay? I'll see what we can, I'll see what we can, you, we can you, do. You know, you've, you know people that know people. <laughs> um, yeah, well, thank you for listening again, guys. Uh, North Melbourne Close to a Flag on Facebook to follow all the fun and the banter there. Uh, my Instagram, North Melbourne, what's mine? Further North. Further, further North, North Pod on Instagram and Further North Podcast on Facebook. We're really good with the plugs. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretend I did all the, look what's just popped up in my, in my feed here on Instagram is the Buddy Franklin, Harry Sheasel photo. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, they love showing that on the game, didn't Uh, they? They They showed it so much. They plugged it heaps. Um, Anyway, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to share this photo out. 
Uh, what's the caption I should put sharing out that photo? Oh, you put me on the spot here. Yeah. I'm usually one to take a while to think of captions, but... I'll just say, take me back. <laughs> Simpler times. <laughs> take me back. There we go. I don't know how you guys will take that, but if you, uh, if you see it, don't hate me. Thank you for listening again. Thank you, Admin2, for, for joining me. Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, I should be able to hopefully get a preview podcast out for our big win against the Pies. Uh, should we talk about the time? When, when is that game? Is it Saturday? Uh, it screams Sunday afternoon to me. Let's have a look. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, Marvel Stadium. 3.20, which is at least it's not 4.40. You can't put the pies at 4.40 though, can you? No, you can't. I'm surprised it's at Marvel Stadium, but anyway. Yeah, very true. No, we don't play at the MCG, mate. No, never. You give it five years, we'll play two games a year there. The one random every year and then the grand finals. So yeah, exactly right. We'll be fine. Um, all right, preview podcasts hopefully be out. Um, we'll get more guests on and all this sort of stuff. Thank you for listening. If you leave five-star reviews on Apple, um, I will read your reviews out. And if you leave, uh, you can review on Spotify now and give five stars and things like that. Um, I'll read all your comments out. So thank you for listening again. Go Ruse. Any parting gifts, any wisdom, knowledge you want to share? Uh, no, just a simple go Ruse. I think that's, uh, that's all we can say. We are massive. See you next time, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Further North Podcast. We'll be back next week with more great North chat. See you then, Ruse fans.